hopefully that was uh, enjoyable for you. Yeah, man, I had a blast. We were drinking beers, tailgating, watching football. This was a game I thought we were going to win. Yeah, well, a lot of people thought that. I thought Kevin came in and did some good things. Kevin did some really good things. What I saw, nothing great. Well, there's always this. I thought it all went to hell. Oh, cheer up. At least we saw this twice. It's a very, very uh, unfortunate loss, and I think that a lot of it is on uh, um, Jackson. Can you just say one positive thing about this game? Jabril Peppers, the 25th pick, did not, you know, totally embarrass himself today. Is that the most ridiculous thing? Is it? Is it? Answer me. Go root for Buffalo if you don't like it. Hell of an answer there. And welcome to another edition of Absolute Browns. Once again, I am your host, Darth Batman. And joining me, once again, is my co-host, Big Town Brown. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Woo, woo. Well, it's been a couple weeks since we've gotten to you guys. Uh, due to this and that and the fact that uh, I lost my voice um, due to uh, us venturing out North and west ish, east. I'm going east, and you went up yeah. north. To you went east. I went north to the promised we met, land. We met in the yeah to the promised land. The promised land. The factory of sadness. <laughs> yes, yes. It was a. Uh, there is your promise. Promise that the Browns are going to disappoint you is where we went. It, it was nothing but sadness that weekend, uh, Cleveland sports wise. Um, yeah, but you know, you know what, Darth? I had a great time at the tailgate. Oh yeah, uh, the Dogs by Nature meetup tailgate that we had. Uh, you know, shout out to you know Ohio City Browns believer. Shout out to Jen and Tonic, uh, DJ Rufus, um, Kings Crimson. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah, I always say Kings Ransom in my head. <laughs> Dave Dog, Dave Dog was there. Of course, uh, Finney was there. We had a great time. Am I missing anybody that was there? Bernie Kozar is God. Yes, he was there. Great guy. Great yes. guy. Yes. Yeah. A lot older than I expected him to be, but that's not a bad thing. I didn't know. I didn't know who to expect or what to expect. But no. Every, everybody was very cool, very chill, very relaxed. I, I, uh, we had a we had an absolute great time during that Jets game uh, tailgate. Absolute fantastic time in my eyes. Um, something we need to do every year. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I did throw off a uh, 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 JD uh, when I, when I, he introduced himself and I told him my name was Bob Stalkner or whatever his name is. Uh, he kind of took a back there for a second. <laughs> but yeah, it was a great weekend. Um, uh, once again, I want to thank Dave Dog. He probably isn't listening because he doesn't have the ability to necessarily listen to all these shows. But I want to thank him again for allowing me to crash at his place. And like I said that day. He has the he is the best Airbnb and Uber driver you'll ever meet. So uh, thanks to him and thanks for everybody that joined in the festivities. Uh, part of me wish we would just yeah it was a good time. I mean we had we had beer, we had liquor, we had brats. Mm-hmm. We had a good time. We had cigars. We had cigars. Thanks to gin and tonic, we had cigars. And you know what? What more can you ask for? Before a Browns game, then good people, good beer, good food, and good cigars. Yeah, part of me wish we would have just st- stayed there and hung out the entire game. We would have probably been better off. 
we probably would have got arrested if we drank too much. Yeah. It's probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing we went somewhere where there's ten dollar beers yeah. and uh, not much action, so you can actually sober up for four hours. Yes. Well, speaking of ten dollar beers, uh, just to let everybody know, and, and I, I did make good with the bet. I did um, uh, purchase BTB those two beers that I owed him. For uh, Kaiser going three and out in week one, and us holding uh, um, and Antonio Brown to under a hundred yards. Yeah, and it was the best best two beers I've ever had because they were free. Of course, they're all, free beers are always the best beers. Best beers ever. So um, with that, let, let, let's let's get very briefly because because uh, uh, just so everybody knows, this was recorded on the seventeenth. Of October, so we are two games behind because of me losing my voice from the previous game and other circumstances. So let's briefly go over that Jets game. Um, yeah, that was a depressing game for me. Uh, I, I, I pretty much lost all interest in the game the second I saw Hogan come out the uh, second half um, because. I mean, we were down by three points. That that that, that that's it. Uh, you you knew you knew what you were looking at. Yeah. Well, like I said, we were down by three points only, and that could have easily been a three-three tie, or because he uh, we missed a field goal already. Um, I would have been less disappointed about the minching of Kaiser. Excuse me. If it would have happened, you know, maybe we sent him back out to another drive, and he had another bad turnover. I would have been okay with that at that point. But the fact that, you know, we were it was a three-point game. He wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible bad at that point. He wasn't, you know, three turnovers bad. Granted, you know, he had two turnovers. One, you can argue whether or not it was him or uh, just a bad um, – because it was a fumble because of a handoff. But yes. it wasn't like three red zone interceptions like weeks before and stuff like that. So you can argue – he wasn't horrible compared to uh, previous, a couple of the other previous weeks, you know. But if he went out there and he got the end zone through another interception, yeah, send Hogan back out there. Uh, that's fine with me. I would not have been upset. But the fact that we it was a three-point game and we just benched Kaiser after the half because, you know, want to make a spark, quote-unquote, whatever, uh, that infuriated me. So Yeah, yeah, and, and I agree, and, and I don't – I, I and you know I have how, a hard time wrapping my head around the reason about the benching, and you know, quite frankly, I've had a hard time wrapping my head about you know a lot of things that are going on right now. That yeah. we'll get into those later. Yes, but you know, the the benching of Kaiser, just like you said, dude, we were down by three points. He wasn't playing a horrible game. No. Now, if you, and now, if you want to get a spark, if you want to get a spark, put peppers in it. You know, at a wildcat. Um, put you know uh, you know direct snap to um, you know Duke Johnson out of the shotgun or something like that you know don't don't bench your quote unquote uh, probable franchise quarterback you know could be franchise quarterback I, I I don't know and I don't agree with it but you know I, I did I did the th- same thing that I always do whenever the Browns make a move I get behind it and I support it and I and I drink the Kool-Aid yeah. you know the Browns are the Browns the Browns look at me all the time and they're like hey here's some Kool-Aid it's in a Cleveland Browns glass and I'm like oh Browns glass <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I've been doing and, that, and, and I and I do it all the time, you know. And you knew because you were sitting right next to me during that Jets game that I was pumped up, I was live, I was doing the, 
I was doing the, uh, you know, ear throws for the Kevin Hogan. I was getting the crowd rowdy and trying to get you into it. And, uh, you know, and rightfully so, you just weren't feeling it because, you know, you knew what you were going to see. You, uh, you knew that Kevin Hogan would come out and get a little spark have a crap interception and then you know at, but after that you know granted after that he he came back out and let us down for another touchdown i mean yeah I yeah mean, heck, heck the the kid went you know 16 and 19 for 194 yards and two touchdowns in oh, that game oh but you know it, and, and it just wasn't enough and the browns found another way to lose when the receivers were finally catching the ball and brett was we playing. were moving the, we were moving the ball in the second quarter uh the rushing game was working again um, well, not again because it hasn't worked all year, but the rushing game was finally working. Crow ended up racking up 60 yards off 16 carries in that game. Um, you know, it, and I was – like I said, I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I was soaking it all in, you know. And, and after the game when we, you know, we lost um, 17-14, those two field goals we did miss mattered all in the world. Yeah, yeah. Now so did so did the interceptions, and you know so did uh, letting McCown throw for two touchdowns. That and the fumble, you know, in the red that zone. and the fumble. But you know, hey, we we held their we held their ground game. We held them rushing as we've done pretty much all year. Um, you know, we've pretty much stopped the run in that game. Um, but it, it it just you know doing that just wasn't enough. The game wasn't enough to come out with a win. But it was enough to give the Browns fans a little bit of, little bit of hope, a little bit of gleam into the future. I would call it false uh, hope. Um, yeah, because I, I will I, personally, I will admit it's like reading the National Enquirer. The, the uh, 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 Kaiser or not Kaiser uh, Hogan? Yeah, he did play great that game. Um, I, and I, I'm not playing hindsight uh, right now of knowing what happened during the um, Texans game. I'm. I, Yes, Hogan looked like, you know, maybe he could do something. So, um, yeah, um, and I, I will admit, I'm I'm usually 99% of the time, I'm right there with you drinking that good old Roinge Kool-Aid uh, every time something happens. But this is the good first stuff. That's that's the, the that's the that's the McDonald's brand Kool-Aid that you get in the big tub, the orange stuff. But this is the first year where I'm like, all right. Let's ride this guy. This first time I'm like confident. Just, just let him go. If he looks like he does week one, did week one, two, and three, four. Okay, let's move on. But if he makes starts making strides, and there are, I mean, you you can argue, argue small semantics about stuff. There are things he has improved on. I will say that. Um, but it wasn't like he was throwing away the game at that point. Um, and that is no, kind of, he, that is kind he of, definitely, and that's yeah, why I shut down. And, and, and this is the first time I've ever shut down like that. And I am sorry that you had to see that live, BTB. Uh, you have seen me hit a level of depression in a Browns fandom that I have never hit in my life. And that's after watching last week, last year's one in 15 team. So for that, I do apologize. It happens. And I was, it's okay. It happens. I've done it before. I've seen it before. I understand. It happens. That's why I didn't get mad. I just let you do your thing. And I was still trying to have a good time. Like I said, you know, the, the Kool-Aid was hitting me. Uh, the free beers were hitting me too. Mixed it with some Kool-Aid. And you know what? You'll have a good time. Yeah. Especially when you – you know, just, just how all good Browns fans do when you see your four-string quarterback in preseason come in to a game – and then, you know, light it up for 16 of 19 and come out with two touchdowns. 
You you drink that Kool Aid and then you put out your glass for a refill. Give me some more of that orange Kool Aid. That and uh, also by the time we got to the second half when Hogan played, I had literally already thrown out my voice. As you can, uh, um, you were there. You can uh, um, uh, back me up on that. I I couldn't really talk by the second half. Couldn't talk or didn't want to talk. A little bit of both. Um, like, like, like seriously, I, I got I got laryngitis uh, again. Uh, I got laryngitis after the first game. I got laryngitis after this game. Um, so I, I need to do this, like like some vocal cord exercises for my next Browns game, or be careful which plays I'm yelling at. Um, maybe just yell at when we have touchdowns because those happen just, so just few and far between. Only, yell at only the good plays, and I guarantee you'll still have a voice. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes, but overall, it was a great weekend. Um, I enjoyed meeting up with you the night before. We drank some beers, uh, at the bar, watched the Buckeyes game, went over, hung out with Dave, drank some more beers and some whiskey. Um, you went back, you closed down the bar that night, uh, and then we got up and we went I to did. The- it was a it was a great weekend. Um, for for it you, was a great weekend, great getaway weekend, great guys weekend. For you Clevelanders out there, you do you guys have a hell of a city. Um, it, it may get fun, made fun of from time to time, but I personally, from from a a, a hick from the middle of nowhere, uh, well, right north of Dayton. Trust me, uh, I, you have a wonderful city compared to where I live. Um, I wouldn't walk down my streets without feeling, uh, or the city streets of Dayton without feeling. Uh, a little uh, uneasy compared to uh, Cleveland. So, um, so with that Jets game, um, you want to wrap it up with? Uh, let's do a positive and negative, just because that's what we normally do with every game. Sure, Jets game for me. I'll go first. Let's go negative, negative first, and we'll go positive, positive. Because okay. I'm pretty sure our positive is going to be the same. I'm pretty sure. And probably negatives are going to be the same too. Negative on that game is obviously the missed field goals. Um, that's that's all I have to say about that. That you know that it, it killed me. It killed you. It killed everybody. The missed field goals was the negative for me. Yeah. Well, before I get to my negative, I'm going to say. Uh, it, 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 it's not the negative I want to choose, but the, that negative hurts me for the fact that um, I had a beer bet with um, uh, uh, Dave Dog through the uh, preseason and um, uh, training camp about which kicker over Parkey and Gonzalez was going to make it. And I picked Gonzalez, he picked Parkey. I ended up winning that one, and I did offer to give him a six-pack back or even a 30-pack or a 24-pack to make up for it so we can have good kicking. Um, but that did not happen. But my negative... Uh, this is going to go back to what we said. It, the coaching decision to sit Kaiser after the only one half of not horrible play. Not great, not good, bad, but not horrible play. Um, if he looked like he did during the second half. It wasn't, of, even, it wasn't even that bad, though, you know, to be honest yeah, with you. Well, I'm saying if it, it hit – well, it wasn't good. I, I will admit that. It was, it was, it was not terrible bad. It wasn't bad bad. It was not good. There's different levels. It didn't look like the second half of the Baltimore game where he threw three or two, three red zone interceptions. Uh, bad. So I think he should have went out there for at least one more drive, maybe thrown uh, Hogan in there for like a play or two just to throw him off. Kind of like we did with the Bengals last year. Would have been all right. See if that happened. You know, 
have Hogan run down the ball field for a few plays to throw everybody off and then throw Kaiser back in there, just just kind of throw things around. I would have been cool with that. but uh, Or at least, you know, sent uh, Kaiser back out there for one more drive. He messed up the drive. All right, let's, let, let's, let's throw Hogan back out there and see that. So that was my negative on that. And, like, okay. we, we don't need to rehash that anymore because, well, I'll spend all night complaining about that. And let's get into the positives. I'm pretty sure our positives are going to be the same, and that's Miles Garrett's debut. Oh, yeah. Uh, racking up two sacks in that game. Absolute disturbance, absolute monster, absolute beast. No loaf in that guy's freaking motor. He is nothing but a workhorse truck. Yes, yes. I that That is actually my positive. He did do what I wanted him to do. Uh, before the season began, problem is he hey, got we're, hit. we're talking we're talking first play but, of his NFL career. That's what that I was, was a sack. My, my, I was hoping he would do that, but I was hoping that was going to be week one on Ben Roethlisberger. Sadly, due to freak accidents, that didn't happen. But we were able to see. You know, not only did we get to see it Munich, we got to see it live. We got to see Garrett get that sack live. First play, first down of his career. Got two sacks. Actually, I believe he's the first uh, first round pick overall to ever do that. Did you hear? Um, did you hear Duke Johnson mic'd up for that game? Oh yeah, he was calling it beforehand. He was like, no, he's yeah, going he to get sacked. He's going to get sacked. Well, he, yeah, he goes, he goes, uh, he goes. Man, Miles, when he gets his first play, this place is going to go nuts. And I don't remember who the player he was talking to. He goes, no, he's he goes, probably going to get sacked. And then as soon as Miles got that sack, the first player ran on the field to congratulate him was Duke. Yeah, he, he was actually talking to Hugh Jackson w- with that. Oh, was he really? Yes. He's not like, he's going to get a sack. I love Duke. I used to give Duke crap because, you know, he'd play one play and you didn't see him for like four, uh, five more drives. And then you'd see him another play and then he was gone for the rest of the game. But I'm really lo- coming um, coming to fall in love with that guy. He is he, he's really cool. Um uh, he did that uh, uh, Zagura Zone uh, interview here a week or two ago. Yes. And if you guys don't know who that is, that's Nathan Zagura. He's like the official Browns media guy for the hired by the Browns. He has his own um, show he does. He started this season. And he just interviews players. Uh, he, the first week was uh, Brian Body Calhoun. I know he's done Njoku. He's done Joe Thomas. Um if you guys haven't looked it up, go to YouTube, look up Cleveland Browns' actual YouTube page, and look up those. There's actually some pretty cool stuff. Uh, usually, it's a lot of joking around about this and that. It doesn't really get big into you know them playing the foot or playing for the Browns itself. It's pretty much behind the scenes of who the guys actually are. Yeah, you get a you you get a good character or, or a good uh, idea of these players' character and their personality. Yes, and it's really it cool. So uh, if you guys haven't done that, uh, shout out to Nathan Zagara, who probably doesn't listen to this, but he should because he's awesome and I like him. Even though a lot of people, some people like to uh, pick on him, but I think he's good. Yeah, I definitely like Nathan Zagara. Uh, love Matt Wilhelm, Andrew Gribble. All of those guys over there at CBD, mm-hmm. uh, they they do a great job with their show. Absolutely a great job. And and one thing that I would like to reiterate on what you said, yes, they are um, uh, uh, Cleveland Browns' name behind them, but they are not employees of the Cleveland Browns. They're actually employees of um, the radio the radio show. So when they when they talk when they do their show, they're non biased 
to the Cleveland Browns. You know, they they give their takes of how they see it from basically from a fan perspective. You know, yeah. now granted, you know, Zagura does have the uh, you know the on field pass and he's on the field and everything. But you know, when they do their show, they they tell it how how it is. See, I thought Zagura was actually part of the uh, Browns organization, and for the fact that well, but I. I I was going to give him props for the fact that, I mean, the dude is pretty much non-biased about anything. And that's what I like about him. I mean, yeah, he, they are. I mean, he, when your he, baby's ugly, they will tell you your baby's ugly. He, he's not dirty, mean about it. It's not like one, uh, 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 like, MK or Mary Kay or anything where it's just everything's on fire. He's like, all right, this is bad. This is good. This is what I think. It, 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 it's non-biased on either side. It's not like, oh, we're, yes. it's not the hundred year war. By, yes, uh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and it's Sh- not shout like, out to those guys. Definitely, yes. yes. So, um, I think what we need to do here is now that we've gotten through the um, uh, 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 Jets pre uh, review, can't really preview a game that's already happened. Um, well, sure you want, we can. You want to make I, a beer I, bet? I, I, I predict I, the Browns will lose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. I so predict that we'll start Hogan the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> That's your bold prediction. That's my bold prediction. Yeah, so with that said, let's just take a short break, and we'll get into uh, week six. All right. Uh, We will be back momentarily. I predicted that it wasn't going to be close. It wasn't close. At least we didn't get shut out. Pretty close to getting shut out. But I'm I'm just saying that... uh, Today, Junior. Orange helmets fall today to the Houston Texans. Another game, another loss. I'm putting down some reasons here that it's really hard to argue with. Am I not? No, no, you're not. That's not the point here. Point is. What is the point? Please hear me on this. Okay, we're listening. As bad as it is, as bad as it looks right now, it looks pretty damn bad. We are going to be better off two years from now if we stay the course with these guys. Okay, now you're making some good points. Two years' time isn't enough for a, a draft class to fully develop. Okay, I'm off the ledge now. It's all good. I'm, I'm not, not not trying to come down on you. I mean, it's, it's understandable. Just to be an 0-6 sucks. So now what do we do? <laughs> you know, hey, keep the faith, good people. And welcome back uh, to Absolute Browns once again. Uh, we just previous uh, segment we went over the Browns Jets game from a couple weeks ago, and we're now moving on to Houston. And first thing I want to do is, since I didn't wasn't able to do it right when it happened, I'm going to have a semi meltdown about Hogan starting, and it, I, I will say this. This is stupid. It's not going to end well. We're going to see exactly why Hogan is going to be Hogan. And I said this before the game actually happened because we're now talking about this after the game. So, um, yeah, uh, I was never confident that Hogan... I was hoping Hogan would go out there and, you know, light it up like Brian Hoyer. But I was expecting more of a good quality Brandon Whedon, Johnny Football style play and that's that's what we got yes yes you're right and it saddens me to say that i drank the kool-aid i believed it and 
it, I don't I don't want to necessarily say I believed. Okay, I'll say it. I believed it. I believed he can co- come out and be you know the Hoyer 2.0 and lead us you know lead us for a few wins. Uh, but you know you were right, and I will say you were right. Once teams had you know tape on him and could game plan from him, he was nothing to brag about. Well, well, uh, it has been discussed a few times on the chow, and, and, and I think it was less. I, I, I think his shortcomings had less to do with the fact that you know the team saw tape on him and he was playing for him. I think he went out there and proved or just showed his true skills. It was less of game planning, more of his true skills because um, no matter how much a, a, a NFL defense can plan, uh, they can't make your quarterback throw you know five feet over everybody's head for 10 yards past them. Yeah, but see, that's, that's just the thing. He wasn't doing that. You know, when he came in for Kaiser, you know, when he had his migraine, and oh, yeah. then when he came in in the second half, he wasn't doing that. No, no, that no. Was totally, that was totally something that he, he wasn't doing. I'm not, um, I'm not arguing. You know, for, for his, uh, you know, for his um, shows that he had in those, you know, in those two games. He wasn't doing that. No, I'm not arguing that. No, I completely agree. He wasn't I mean, doing he, that. He had, he had a horrible game. I just think when you send him out there in a full-size game, uh, he's going to go out there and do that, and that's what he did. I don't think it was, you know, the Texans' defensive plan that made him do that necessarily. Maybe, you know, maybe they got to him so fast he, you know, freaked out and started chucking him over people's heads. But at the same time, it's like, you know, they lost two of their best defensive players for the season. Uh, I'm not saying that the guys that they had coming in to fill those guys were horrible, but, you know, they're not, you know... Um, J.G. Watt and uh, 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 Merciless. They're not those mm-hmm. guys. So um, he actually had probably a better chance of doing good than he probably did against the Jets. And he went out there. He went out there for four quarters, and he did exactly what I expected him to do. Looked like um, Brandon Weed. laid an egg. Yeah, he laid an egg. Well, actually, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even give him a Brandon Weeden level bat or – Credit because at least Brandon Whedon has a cannon for an arm. Uh, Hogan doesn't have the cannon, uh, but you know when you're when you're missing your receivers so many times, that's that's gonna not matter. Um, kind of like, like like what? How many drops did we have this week? Close to none. Yeah, but question is, I mean, it's 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 hard to drop a ball when it's ten feet above your head. That's kind of what I'm trying to get at. Um, you know, one uh, uh, half dozen or six in one hand, half in a dozen. You don't know. Yeah, did they know, not drop kind of, it because they're not getting the yeah. ball, or they're yeah, not dropping the ball? It's kind of it's kind of funny to think too that uh, for the second week in a row, Kenny Britt wasn't in a lineup and we didn't drop footballs. Wait, what's up with that? Wait, who was it in the lineup this week? Kenny Britt. I thought he was your favorite player. No, I'm pretty sure I have a podcast. You, you're I'm... giving a lot of Kenny Britt love. Well, yeah, of course. I go back to the previous it. week, previous podcast. All right, and moving on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, there wasn't anything I was impressed with about this week. Miles um, Garrett again. Well, well, offensively, 
Other than, I mean, offensively, uh, I mean, Crow did have the, a few the, runs. The, on the first game, down. the game plan to me in this last game against the Texans, the game plan was good. The play calling was good. The execution of the plays was crap. Um, I can argue a little bit about the play calling itself. Um, okay, give me an argument on that. I think we need to throw the ball a little bit more down the middle instead of off to the side every play. Um, two, Njoku needs to play more than thirty nine percent of all the snaps on offense. Yeah, what was going on with that? See there, see, you admit play calling was wrong. I mean, one 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 of your two biggest. I mean, I'm pretty sure at this time right now, if I recall correctly. Your top two uh, receivers, quote unquote, uh, for points wise is well, top two receivers right now is David Njoku and uh, Duke Johnson, and Correct. those guys seem to see, or uh, specifically David Njoku, had probably a very quiet game, not completely quiet, but a very quiet, fairly quiet game, due to the fact that the play calling said Njoku's only going to play thirty nine snaps or thirty nine percent of the snaps. Which I think was like 15 or something. It was ridiculously low. Um, especially for the, the fact that he seems like he's really coming out of his shell as a tight end. And for the fact that it's only been six weeks in the season and he doesn't look like complete garbage. Uh, that's pretty impressive for most tight ends. Because tight end is not a good or an easy spot to excel at as a rookie. Yeah, I was I was kind of disappointed with um, not seeing Ajoku incorporated more. I, and it's and it's one thing that you know you, you rack your brain around, and it's like, what are you doing, Hugh? What are you doing? You know, and like you know, going back to the um, Jets game when he benched Kaiser and you're only down by three, it's like, well, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You know, but then again, on the other side of the ball. Um, you have Greg Williams when he's dropping Danny Shelton into coverage to cover a freaking tight end, and you're playing Peppers twenty yards off the line of scrimmage in a cover two set. You you get that whole what are you doing? What yeah. are you doing? You know what are, what are you guys doing out there, or what the heck are you guys seeing that makes you drop three hundred and thirty pound Danny Shelton into coverage? Yeah, it, I mean. There was there were some good things, but there was a lot of bad, not bad execution. Well, you could almost, it was just the Houston game was just bad all around. Unless the, your name was Miles Garrett. Unless your name is Miles Garrett, the Houston game was bad all around. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, McCourty had his pick six. Oh yeah, his, oh yeah, McCourty's quote unquote garbage time pick six. I don't think there's no such. I can say I I will say there's such thing as a garbage time touchdown, but there is no such thing as a garbage time pick six, um, because an interception is still an interception. It's not like, you know, they're down thirty-seven to nothing and they throw an interception. Um, because there was still enough time. There, I mean, it was right at the beginning of the fourth quarter, if I recall. There was still enough time if a couple lucky. Breaks and a good couple few defensive stops and maybe an onside kick. We could have probably been into that game, mm-hmm. but you know that's drinking the orange Kool Aid as we were talking about the previous segment, and we both do this. 
Um, I mean, shoot, we had what? What? Let's see. Uh, looking back at our predictions prior to the season, we both have essentially guessed one game right at the beginning of the season. We both predicted a loss so far, and those are the only – we each have a loss that we have guessed correctly. I think I took the Baltimore game. You took the Cincinnati game, right? Nope. I took the Houston game, so I was right this week. Okay. Whoop, whoop. Hey, way to go. <laughs> Uh, but you know there was five other games in there between where we both thought we were going to win those five games well hey I I, I guess another bright spot we can continue to talk about is week in and week out one guy that has always done his job is our punter Colquitt oh yeah yeah. absolute leg on this kid absolute good good um, good execution with his punts Um, and you know the, the, the special team side I mean we didn't look like crap we had a we had a few calls go against us, but you know. Uh, but that was the first time in a couple weeks, hasn't it, that we've actually had an illegal block in the back? If I remember. Yeah. Right. yeah no, no, granted. Special teams. Special teams has been playing good so far this year. You know, and, and not only that, I mean, heck, you know, Peppers had a couple good returns. I was about to say that. I I, I am metaphorically pointing at you right now, uh, but yeah, I was about to say that um, before you got there. Uh, Peppers actually did have a few good returns this week. Um, that and uh, Gonzalez seemed to uh, get his head clear, and he both made both uh, point after attempts, and he got his field goal this week. Yeah, and so. you know what we you know we out we we outgained Houston on the ground um, this past week. I mean, we racked up was like 130 something yards, so they're like 120 something. Uh, you know, we outrushed them on the ground. Um, I mean, first downs they had 18, we had 16, so you know it's it's kind of close there. Uh, but, you know, third down efficiency is something we lacked on. Um, and, you know, just it, for it, we all know it's a team game. It takes a team to win. And this team just flat out didn't win it right when you had everything else go right. That was costing you games in the previous games. Something else cost you a game. And that's something that we just can't have with this young team. We can't we have to limit the mistakes. Because we, you know, this team's so young, we can't we can't afford one mistake, let alone five in a game. See, I'm a little indifferent about that. I, I think you can almost chop that or excuse some of the mistakes because it's a young team. But at the same time, I think those mistakes should dwindle by the end of the season. Now, I want to remind a lot of people uh, this just basically because of the conversations on Dogs by Nature's Daily Chow that has been here in the last couple of days. We are only six games into the season. We are not even halfway through the season. Uh, the season is nowhere near over, and there's a lot that can happen in the next ten weeks. Hey, we, we were 0-6 last year. Well, I, 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 and I get that. I get that. A lot of people, you know, oh, we were 0-6 last year. We're 0-6 now. We're only going to win one game. But you know, a lot can happen. I mean, Derek Carr, I mean, he went 0-10, and, and then he went out and won the last three of or three of the last six games. And he started, you know, uh, popping out there. He started looking like the quarterback they, they were hoping he would be. Because at this time last year, I'm, or what, two years ago, two seasons ago, three seasons ago, I'm pretty sure a lot of uh, Raiders fans were going like, "Cars garbage. We don't need garbage out there. This team is garbage. We're garbage. 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 Malik or uh, 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 Khalil Mack is garbage. Blah blah blah. Garbage. Let's just this whole thing is just garbage. Because um, that's kind of what 
we 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 have a lot going on right now. And you know what? I don't blame you. I mean, really. I mean, what we have won what four games in the last two seasons, uh, com- or three seasons combined. We have won a total of mm, what eleven games since you know twenty fourteen since Petten taken had taken over. Um, yeah, you know, ever most, since. Uh, shoot, my, my my girlfriend is a Dallas Cowboys fan. Their team won more games last year than we had done the last three seasons combined. You have all the right to think, you know, the doom and gloom and everything's bad because that's. I get it. It does look like that on but, paper, but, on paper, and on ESPN, it looks bad. But I, I'm I'm gonna say, please, bear bear with it. Give me at least to week nine. Week nine. Let's see what happens after week nine or week ten, because we go we go to what Tennessee, then we play uh, Minnesota. In um, yeah, we got Tennessee, in London. Then Minnesota, then the bye. Then we got the bye. Give me after the game after the bye week, and then if we look look the same as we do now, we can. Let, 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 then we can. Let, then we can talk about pulling the pin. Let, let's burn burn this house down. Let, let's talk about burning this house down. What we need to do. Well, right. I mean, let, let's get Peyton Manning I'll, in I'll here. Let's get Tony Dungy I'll in here. With... Let's get John Gruden here. Let, let, let's let's talk. Let, let, let's see if Paul Brown is still looking for a coaching job. Let's get them all in here. But yeah, Abe Lincoln. Let's let's have Abe Lincoln come in here and coach the Browns because you know I, I'm I'm willing to talk about anything after that point. But right now, I think where we are way too early. And Kaiser has played 4.5 games, and that's being modest because they pulled him out, or he missed some time during the mid. 4.25. Um, I was gonna say I, I'm being modest. 4.5 because he played technically he he was the starter for the uh, whole Baltimore game, and he played all almost all of the uh, Bengals game. Pretty much the game was over by the time Hogan started and the Bengals game. So I'll say 4.5 games. Um, you can't judge a quarterback on four and a half games. Um, no, I mean because I mean this is kind of like the whole uh, people saying, "Oh, we missed on Deshaun Watson." Personally, I don't think Deshaun Watson a year from now, year and a half from now, he's not going to look like the same player he did the what he's looked like the last five games. I think um, he'll continue to look like the same player as long as they have the weapons around him. As long as they have the DeAndre Hopkins and the Will Fuller and, you know, the running game works for them good. I think he'll continue to look like the same player. But Deshaun Watson would not look, not look like Deshaun Watson if he was on this Browns team. No, no He is not going to do those same passes, you know, Hail Mary passes that he's done in the past games to these Browns receivers. It's just not going to happen. No. And, and I'm – I think, I personally somehow, I think he's going to somehow get injured. With, with Well, you know, the, the good thing about the Texans is they were a legit quarterback away from being a contender. And now, now look, dude, they got a quarterback, um, and he's playing lights out better than, you know, most rookies in recent time have ever played, but they're still 3-3 three and three right now. Yeah. Yeah, you know and, they're, and, they're a five hundred. They're a five hundred team with one of the best quote unquote rookies on paper in a long time. That and the three teams that they've beaten was the Cleveland Browns, the uh, Patriots. No, they didn't win the against Patriots. The the, the 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 three game or was it? They beat the Pitt Browns. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs, 
Uh, or no, they didn't beat the Kansas Chiefs. Who did they beat? Browns know. They beat and the, the Bengals. Times. They beat the Browns and they beat the Bengals. And neither of those teams have... Well, the, the Bengals have a decent passing offense. Actually, one of the top passing offenses. And they only allowed 13 points. Allowed the, the Texans to score 13 points. But his high-scoring games where he's on the three to five touchdowns or whatever they're talking about, on defenses that are... 17 or ranked 17 and lower on passing offense. And that number 17 is us. We are the highest ranked passing offense that he scored that many points on. The other two is the Kansas City Chiefs, who are ranked 24, and the Patriots, who are score, or ranked dead last in passing defense. So wait until he starts. I mean, I mean, what? He's playing the Steelers this year. Wait till they get a hold of him. Same as Baltimore. Trail sucks, <clears throat> gonna kill him. If not, you know, um, James Harrison or uh, T.J. Watt, he's gonna get smashed. And they're, by the end of the season, that 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 nice shininess on him is going to fade away, and he's not going to look like the guy that everybody think he is. I agree with that, but I digress. We are not Houston fans. Let's not talk about Houston too much. We are Browns fans. So we will talk about the Browns. Yes, and and another bright spot about the Browns, again, was our guy, Miles Garrett. Again. Yeah, actually, I, I wanted to, I'm glad you brought that up. Miles um, Garrett is the first rookie defensive end to get three sacks in his first two games since Julius Peppers back in 2002. Is that promising? That sounds promising if, to me. If we got a Julius Peppers from 2002, that is the most promising thing that has ever happened to the Browns in a very long time. I would say so. I, I'm I'm very – and, you know, he's probably still not quote-unquote 100%. He's probably not even quote-unquote 80%. I mean, because he was still limited in the snaps this week too. Not as much last week, but he was still limited. Now you get him out there in full force. You got him there. You got Danny Shelton there. You got Ogba out there, who's actually in the top like fifteen defensive ends right now. I believe he's like top three right now. Defensive ends on tackles for loss and sacks combined. Uh, Ogba is. Uh, you get those guys out there. Uh, this 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 defensive line looks like it's probably one of the top, if not the top, defensive line out there. And the the the, uh, the missing fourth guy in there is either you got D- Trayvon Cooley or uh, Ogan Joby, who are both really good players, who have been really showing it up this season. We have no issue to complain about defensive line, probably for the first, no. first time. And you know what the thing is? We're doing the first the one thing that we have not been able to do for at least three to five years. We are stopping the run. Did you know that? Yes, we are stopping the run. Now, granted, the, the Texans did rack up some running yards um, against us. Uh, I think uh, – well, yeah. Uh, who is that? Uh, for, the Foreman guy had about 60 yards and uh, Miller had 40, so combined 100 for them on the ground, but zero touchdowns running. And, and I do believe that's the first game we've allowed a combined 100-yard rusher. I, I, I think you're right on that. Um 
Yeah, you, I believe you're right. Maybe, maybe the Bengals game, maybe, but I doubt it. Um, but yeah, I mean we we are uh, number six right now, and if I remember looking up as of today, we are the number sixth run stop defense, which is something we could have only dreamed up dreamed of in years past. It's it, it's it's crazy. It's nice. It's wonderful, but it, it's. It's improvement. Um, and some of those longer runs, you can kind of blame a little bit about the uh, a little bit of this, the uh, middle linebackers in the secondary on causing those problems. Because their job is to clean up after the your four-man front. Those guys don't catch the guy. You're supposed to go in there, you know, stop him for a loss of, you know, well, not loss. If you can't stop him at the line or for a, or a gain of one or two yards, those guys are supposed to keep him from scoring less than 10 yards running. Am I right? You are 100% correct on that note. Okay, because you played defensive lineman. I, I played the trombone. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. That is not safe for Chow. <laughs> Yes, I was in the marching band in high school. So, um, yeah, but you know, one th- one thing I do want to touch on that I, I and I and I see we're doing differently this year. We are keeping our guys in the game longer than we were last year. Um, you had guys like Kirksey, Schobert, and uh, Collins that pretty much played all snaps. Um, Peppers played all snaps. Taylor played all snaps. Brian Body Calhoun paid, played seventy percent of the snaps. Uh, now we were rotational on the defensive line, large part in the do with um, you know Garrett, and like you said, he's not quote unquote hundred percent healthy, but he still played fifty percent of the snaps, and he racked up four quarterback hits, uh, a sack, two tackles for loss, you know, uh, five tackles total, um, you know, and uh, Trayvon Cooley he played fifty five percent of the snaps. Now, granted, he only got one tackle, but that tackle was for loss. Uh, Ogba, Ogba had the pass defense, um, and you got Nazareth had a quarterback hit. Uh, he played 50%. Shelton played 50%. And then uh, Orchard played 50%. So we're, we're kind of a ragtag mixed bunch on the defensive line, but I think a lot of that has to do with, uh, you know, rotational guys in there. Yeah. And that's, you know, and, and I would like to see more, uh, more stability in the defensive line, but at the same time, we're not giving up much on the ground at all so let's you know we can keep those guys healthy and keep those guys rotational um and like i said too you know our other guys are playing a lot of the snaps and that's something we didn't see last year at all yeah yeah and uh i'm gonna go back uh real quick about what you're saying tack for loss if i remember i read it somewhere and i was trying to look it up while you're talking a little bit um if i remember right we are either number one or number three on tackles for for a loss this year, which is good, but I think the problem is is when we don't tackle for a loss, is when we give up you know a thirteen yard pass for a first down. We we it seems like we are managing to stop them right up to the point where or right up to third down. We we are still seems like we're still bad on third down plays. Uh, this is this is kind of reminding me a little bit of last year with the Ray Horton thing. Not as bad, not as bad, but um, it seems like we're getting beat up in the middle again by tight ends. It's it's, it's <sighs> the tight the tight end position has murdered the Browns ever since 1999. I, I don't think I can't again, remember. 
Can we? I, I can't remember. Position? I I can't remember a year that we have ever been able to truly cover a tight end I, for I think, more than half for more than half of the games. I think it's only fair for not playing with a real quarterback. They can't play with a real tight end. That's just not the way it works, though. Come on, it, it, it's called the Cleveland Browns handicap. Yeah. All right, so let's 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 take a look a little bit of the uh, offensive side of the ball here. Uh, we saw the run game approve. Um, you know, we had over 100 yards rushing combined with Duke and Crow. I think it was uh, 110. Was it 110 or 115? Hold on, let me look it up. Oh, okay, 108 combined by the two. And, you know, that's that's only five carries for Duke and 12 carries for Crow. So we're not seeing, you know, we're not seeing, obviously, you know, um, a big game for Crowell, which I still don't know why he's not getting 20, you know, 20 to 25 carries a game. I think, uh, well, well, part of it was. I mean, we you did, know, we well, well, the large part is because is we're in such a hole all the time. Yeah. But here's the thing is I did notice something. We did we were still running the ball after that after the second half when the, even though we were down by whatever how many points we were at down at the time. Uh that ungodly number. Uh like we always are. Uh I did see him go out there. He did run the ball for a little bit, but I, I think he got to the point where it's like all right, um it's helping but it's not, you know. He's not getting those big, you know, 25-yard breakdown the field chunk plays like I think he's hoping for. Um <laughs> Crowell did seem to do good on first down runs. Seemed like he was getting large chunks. Problem is, when he gets down to second down, he's he's he is averaging less than a yard per uh, per play when it comes to second down runs. Can't he can't do it? It just just they know it's coming. They stop him. You don't get anywhere. Um, and when you have Hogan out there, who's going to throw the ball over your head? You can't do it. Um, and this is going to go – I'm going to go with the offense kind of going back a little bit last week. If Kaiser played so crappy last week through the first half and Hogan played way worse than Kaiser did the first half, why don't we bench Hogan to – I mean, I know I know, I know the excuse that uh, Hugh said. Hugh said, well, I decided to stick with him. Or I said I was going to play him, so I was going to stick with him through the whole game. But, yeah, he also, but why didn't you stick with Kaiser through the whole game? Why didn't you stick Kaiser the whole season like he said he was going to? So, um, yeah, should have benched him, played Kaiser. Said, hey, and I, I messed up. I this is stupid. It's, 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 it's um, you know, it's um, huge stubbornness that killed him on that one. Um, I mean, he, he has proven to be, if anything, stubborn. Um. But you know, at the same time, like you said, you know, hey, we're gonna stick, w- we're gonna stick with Kaiser. Hey, we're gonna stick with Hogan. And but he didn't stick with Kaiser, but he did stick with Hogan. Yeah. So you kind of give the whole and you know, what say, the heck's up with that? Hogan played a worse game than Kaiser has throughout the whole season. Yeah. Now, I mean, just take that first half. Take that, that was probably that was probably the worst quarterback game that I have ever seen in modern era besides Johnny Manziel's first start as a Brown. Well, like I mentioned earlier today in the chow, it is like the top three level or top three worst quarterback play or um, outings by the Cleveland Browns have been Johnny Manziel's versus the Bengals start. 
It has been Brandon Whedon get sacked by the flag, go out there and get four interceptions on the Eagles. And now add it to Kevin Hogan's three interceptions, excuse me, with a pick six versus the Texans. I forgot who we were playing there for a second. I'm trying to forget about the game already. It was that depressing. It, I mean, even I mean, quarterback rating wise, even uh, because I'm not going to count Kaiser's game from last week because he only played half game. So because uh, it's technically a little bit lower, but it's not a full game. Out of full game play, it is like one of the top three baddest, worstest, terabad quarterback games we have seen in Cleveland Brown histories. And that is, you know, a very hard thing to accomplish because if we that, are not good at goes, something, we are good about... I mean, look how many quarterbacks we've started and all yeah. the garbage quarterbacks we started and somebody finally broke the quote-unquote record of the worst quarterback play since... Don't think he broke the record. He bro- he, he He's right below... He might have tied Manzo- it. He, he is better than Manziel, but worse than Whedon. Uh, okay, I, I, I give you that. And the only reason he's worse than Whedon was Whedon had more interceptions, but Whedon have, didn't have a big six on him. Um, uh, that and we, yeah. So, and like I said, to to to, to hit the top three of bat worst quarterback play are uh, playing that we've ever seen uh, since the return. That is actually an accomplishment. Because we have played so many bad games with so many bad quarterbacks in so many years. Um, this team has literally only had three winning seasons since I have been alive. Uh, to that, or 94, or yeah, 94, 2002, or 2007. They've had one, one playoff game since I've been alive, and that was 2004, or not 2004, 94 against the Patriots in the wild card. They've only been to playoffs twice, 94 and 2002. We've only had it's, it's just it's kind of sad, um, but let, let's move on before I decide to uh, sit here and wallow in my jump s- jump off the, jump off the cliff. Yes, yes, because I can't jump on the Brat Packers bandwagon anymore because Aaron Rodgers is out for the season because he's had to break his collarbone. So I don't even have I don't even have my back backup anymore. So it's not even cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not cool at no. all. So uh, I think we should take a, a – uh, let's, let's do a one positive, one negative real quick for this game, and then we'll take a break and then get to the Tennessee game real fast. Okay, go ahead. So my one negative is everything but Miles Garrett because I – don't didn't see a single thing out there that was positive. Well, okay, there was two positives for me. There was, you know, Miles Garrett got another sack, and he's still looking good. And Zane Gonzalez seemed to hopefully clear up his mishaps from the pre- previous week. And well, Britton Colquitt's good, still good too. After that, everything goes on my bad list. Quarterback play. All of it. It's just bad. Bad, 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 bad. Okay, I am going to dig deep for my one positive, but first I'm going to go for my one negative, 
And if I could pick one negative about the uh, Texans game, it would be lack of execution from the coaches. Yeah. We uh, we coached a horrible game in that game. Now, granted, we've seen worse. We've seen timeouts at the most inopportune times. We've seen, um, you know, bad, bad challenges at the most inopportune times that have cost us two timeouts that have essentially cost us the game. Um, but this game here was just a horrible coaching job on both sides of the football. I we will did, agree. We didn't dumb down the playbook for Kevin Hogan. We we essentially opened up a playbook and let Kevin Hogan rip it and grip it and rip it like he's got a you know like he's a um, uh, you know a um, uh, like a Matt Stafford or Drew Brees even. You know, let him rip it and grip it like he's a Drew Brees. Let him pass it for 37 times. And we only ran the football for, what, 17 times? Ran the football for 17 times mm-hmm. in that game. Horrible, horrible, horrible coaching on the offensive side. And the defensive side, horrible, horrible coaching on the defensive side. And I got one play that comes to mind, and we talked about it earlier. It's dropping Danny Shelton's big ass into coverage to cover a tight end. Who in the world does that? You know who does that? A coach that's going to get fired. That's who does that. It's just terrible. It's it's horrible. It's horrible. That's that's a, uh, a, uh, you know, uh, somebody asked me, you know, like, why does a coach do that? It's like, he obviously wants to get fired. That's the only reason, you know, what I can think of it. You know, I, I don't know any excuse to say, well, he does it because of this and because of that. I mean, there's there's no excuse to drop Danny, Danny Shelton into coverage. It, it, you don't do that. It's like, it's like dropping Mingo into coverage. You know, it's like drafting Mingo and then putting him in the coverage his whole career in Cleveland. You're not utilizing your players correctly. Kind of like last year with uh, Schobert being an outside linebacker, right? You're you're, you're not you. And that's my you know my kind of one negative about this game, and and all. It's kind of been like that all year, Darth. We're not utilizing our players correctly. We're not game planning correctly for these matchups. It, it it's like we're playing a game with an all star team, but yet we have a third grade flag football team. You're just not going to get production out of it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, so it and it kills me to say, and it's like it, it's so easy to pull the pin and say fire everybody, but at the same time, you're like, at the same time, in the back of your head, you're like, no, dummy, trust the process, let it play out. We're a couple players away from making big plays. Mm-hmm. You know, let, let them, let them, let them keep their playbook open. Let them do this. Let them do that. Because once we get these playmakers. Everybody else will know the playbook. Everybody else will know the game plan. It's just it's just frustrating to see a non-dumbed-down playbook. Yes. Yes, and I think we should get, down, get a little bit more into that into the next segment for the uh, the Tennessee game. So yes. what is your positive for this game? Oh, was I doing a positive? Yes. <sighs> Okay, my positive was it could have been worse, I guess. <laughs> we could have gotten – we scored 17 points. 
Um, Just say Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is always the acceptable answer. Miles Garrett. Yes, Miles Garrett. Woo! Miles and your dinosaur-loving self, I love you. All right, so positive from all the negatives is there's too many negatives to find a positive. No, no, there's Miles Garrett. There's every time I think about this game of the Texans, I can't think of a true positive. Well, of course, okay, Miles Garrett, fine. Yes. But I can't think of a true positive outside of the kid's a beast of Miles Garrett. I can't think of a true positive because every time I think about the game, there's just so many dang negatives. We didn't have any offensive pass interferences again. That's that seems to have been clearing up in the last couple weeks. So there's a positive. Wide receivers didn't have drops this week, but they didn't have a chance to catch the ball. <laughs> so that's a positive. Hey, no drops, no pass, offensive pass interferences. Chalked it up as a moral victory. All right, moving on. I think we should take a break real quick. Come back. Hit on the um, Browns versus Tennessee game. And then we'll, we'll go from there. Sound good to you? Yes, sir. See you soon. All right. We're at it. Thank you. Hey, have you ever been outside and your legs were cold or people were giving you weird looks? Hi, I'm Darth Batman from the DBN Network, and I'm here to tell you about this new innovative product, Pants. Pants from the makers of Loincloth and Fig Leaf. What are pants, you ask? Pants are this new lower body clothing, much like the skirt, except for with our patented pant leg technology that wraps the clothing around each individual leg. How does it work, you ask? Pants are very simple to operate. Just stick each leg in the pants on opposite sides and pull up. Just that easy. You may be wondering how much a wonderful product such as this would cost. $100? $200? No. With this radio-only offer, you can purchase pants for a simple price of $19.99. Just call 1-800-I-NEED-PANTS. And if you call now, we will throw in a second pair of pants for free. Just pay extra shipping and handling. Again, that number is 1-800-I-NEED-PANTS. Operators are standing by. Absolute Browns. Um, we have gone over our last two games, the Jets game, and then we've gone over the Houston Texans game. Now we are re- moving on, and we are now going to preview the game we are about to play. The Houston... Not the Houston Oilers. Oilers. <laughs> yeah, the Houston Oilers. Sorry, I saw the colors that threw me off. I, I'm looking up these. You did this. You did this in the dang Baltimore game. Yeah, the Baltimore Colts. We are now playing the Houston Oilers. We I'm, are playing in the AFC Central against the Houston Oilers. I'm going to just start referring to teams by their original names and their original states, just yeah, because. So, because moving yeah, is stupid. That's fine. We have we have the the Cleveland Rams going against the Houston Oilers. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, no, we're not playing the Cleveland Rams. Cleveland Rams are playing the um, uh, St. Louis Cardinals this week. <laughs> uh, so, the Cleveland Browns are going to play the Tennessee Titans, formerly known as the Houston Oilers, uh, back in the day when my family on my mom's side were Oilers fans. Uh, for all you old-timers that remember them in the AS Central, I am sorry that my family was against your family because of being rivals, but those days have been long and past. So, yeah. What are your thoughts on this game, BTB? I don't think it's going to be good. Um, I think it's going to be another game okay. where we get dis- let, let, let me stop for here real quick. Who do you think is going to actually play quarterback this week? Deshaun Kaiser. You think Deshaun Kaiser? Has to be. Yes. If, if, if he trots out Kevin Hogan one more time, I will personally call for his head. There is, there is no excuse to trot out Kevin Hogan. There's nothing that Hugh Jackson could say in the world besides <laughs> he could say that and I could be like, okay, play Kevin Hogan then. There, there's no reason why Kaiser shouldn't be playing this week. And every week, like we both said, that, you know, show me 16 games if healthy, and then I want to see 16 more next next year. Yes, yes. There is no reason why a guy with all that talent, as raw as he is, should not be playing and gaining NFL experience. Yeah, and as young as he is. He's only 21 years old. Mm-hmm. And like Hugh Jackson has said, this kid has a bright future in this uh, this team. He's going yeah, to be he, the guy. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, he, he, benched, he, he, benched, he benched him last game, and I drank the Kool-Aid. But you know what I'm doing with the Kool-Aid now? I am mixing it with a little bit of Kevin Hogan, and I am throwing that up because the taste is nasty. You know, I I, I can do the mental gymnastics, and I, I, I can come up with reasonings other than Kaiser's playing itself, why we played Hogan last week compared to Kaiser. You know, let Kaiser see a actual NFL game non preseason. The, the only thing Kaiser learned about sitting on the bench is he learned what it was like as a Browns fan watching this team from 1999. Mm, I, 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 bear with me for five seconds. And he, you, he, he learned he learned he learned what a doo doo NFL game looked like from a perspective view. Just just bear with me for five seconds through this gen, mental gymnastics. One, he was able to see a regular season NFL game and full speed from a different point of view uh, other than him trying to get the ball out. Two, he, w- w- with the mistakes Hogan saw, he got to see pretty much the mistakes he has ma- been making his whole the whole season. Granted, they were all compounded into one half real quickly. He's able to see those mistakes and maybe, maybe, possibly maybe he might go, okay, this is, this is what I should be doing in these situations instead of what I've been doing. Granted, you can look at the film of yourself doing it and you go, oh, well, I won't do this again. But now you get to see from – because he's standing right next to the coach, according to what, what, what Hugh Jackson said. He was pretty much standing right next to uh, Coach Jackson and kind of, you know, 
saying, hey, this is what should happen. This isn't what, ha- what isn't happening. Here's what I need to do if I was in the situation kind of thing. I get that. Um, isn't that what isn't that what film room is for? Yes, not a, li- not a live game when yeah. you're zero and five. No, no, like I said, this is mental gymnastics. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chalk this up as I, I'm, I'm gonna let this one game slide for two reasons. One, Hogan. Every time Hogan, and the, the, this is because I love you, John W. eighty one, because you're a good guy and. I'm sorry that your guy did not look like who who you thought he was. One, Hogan has done nothing to at that point in time to show that he was going to play that bad. I mean, every time we've been down and not scoring points, Hogan's come out there and scored points. So I will give him that. Hogan deserved that small chance to go out there and try to do something. And now if Hogan had won last week, I'd be okay with, you know, Benching Kaiser maybe this week. If Hogan went out there and did decent again, maybe not great, but decent, you know, and somehow we maybe came close to winning or did win the game, keep Hogan in there till the bye week. And then, you know, after the bye week, throw Kaiser back yeah, up there. Yeah, what but if, what, if, what, if, what if Hogan wins three games coming into the bye week? Depends on, depends on how well he won the game. If he had won the games, like, straight out like the Texans beat us, I'd be okay with Hogan starting another game or two until he started, you know, the, the shine started wearing off. But if he had barely won those games in a very nasty sort of way and kind of pretty much the Gonzalez bailed him out, defense bailed him out, stuff like that, put Kaiser back in after the halftime. But it, like I said, but if it was a complete annihilation, us going out there, Hogan throwing, you know, a pass rating 100, play him until, you know, his pass rating goes down to 50 or something like that. I would not complain about that. Um, granted, you know, at the end of the season, we'd still be, do we have a quarterback? Do we not have a quarterback? Kind of like every other year we've had. But um, it hurts not winning. As as patient as we all say we can be and want to be, watching so many losses so many times, and barely even winning the game, they barely won last year. It wasn't for Jamie Meaner's blocked field goal and the fact that the Chargers missed a field goal at the end of the game. We would not have won a game last year. So, that is very true. That is very true. So as much as I would love to say I am a patient guy, because usually I am, but week in and week out watching this team, and I mean, I... And I'm actually doing something I didn't even like last year, like especially like the Patriots game. Like by the third quarter, I stopped watching the game. I have not turned off the game until maybe two minutes left of the game, and that was this last week was the first time I actually switched over from that game before the game was actually completely over. And that's even including the um, uh, Bengals game, where it was a pretty much set in stone by the third quarter what was going on. So. All right, so let's let's get into this Tennessee Titans game because we can. I, I feel like we could talk for hours and hours and hours on why we suck, how bad we suck, and what we do to suck. Yes. So what about this All Tennessee right. Titan game? Yeah, so we're we're going against the Titans. They're first in the AFC South right now. They rank eleventh in points at twenty four points, seventeenth in yards. You know, plus I think they're like plus three fifty maybe 340-ish, and they're rushing the ball very well. 
Um, they're they're averaging 132 yards on the ground, and you know coming against us that what did you say we we ranked what six in uh, rush defense? Yeah, yeah. As of okay, uh, so you so you have so you have a good defense in rushing, um, and a good offense in rushing. You know with uh, Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it's 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 probably going to be hard to stop him. I mean, heck, in the Colts game, he averaged 131 yards and 19 rushes with a touchdown. Uh, but he did break away for that. You long one of seventy plus yards. Mm-hmm. So you know, let's let's see how we do well of containing him. But that's also going to open up the passing game, and they have a solid tight end and Delaney Walker. And we all know how we do against tight ends. I think Delaney Walker is going to murder us this game. So if you're playing fantasy football, go ahead and start Delaney Walker, and you'll probably win. You sound like easy. Easy was saying that on uh, his podcast. He's saying um, whatever the Titans have is their uh, uh, has hey, their whoever, I'll tell you what. I play daily fantasy football, and whoever the Browns play for tight end, I'm starting that person because there, there's probably a guaranteed 14 plus points. Easily, and as much as I'd like to try to defend the Browns on this, I can't. I really can't. I, re- I really can't. I mean. Shoot, the Bengals played their backup tight end and still did wonderful against us. Jack Doyle of the Colts killed us. Jesse James, I don't think Jesse James has been pretty idle. His you know the rest of the season, he had two touchdowns against us. We don't do good against the tight ends. They put up they put up good fantasy numbers against us. My only hope for this with the tight ends. Is now that we maybe get, maybe maybe Danny Shelton can cover one uh, dropping the coverage. <laughs> maybe the guy will accidentally run into Danny Shelton because he does take up quite a bit of space. <laughs> accidentally trip over him. <laughs> no, m- no, but in all seriousness, I I I'm hoping. I'm probably completely wrong. I'm hoping now that the all this goes back stems back to Garrett and his injury. Week one or his first week back, played nineteen snaps. Last <laughs> week he played what like twenty six snaps, twenty thirty thirty three. He played fifty percent of the fifty percent of the plays. Played thirty three. Yep, thirty three snaps. I'm hoping next week he plays at least sixty snaps. If not well, sixty 70. snaps, would be a complete game. Well, no, 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 sixty. Sorry, sixty percent of the snaps. Okay, if so not 70. 50, 50, 50 snaps ish. Yes, I, I think once you get Garrett more involved, he was pretty involved last week. He was he was he, he was halvesies on snaps, but I think you get him more integrated with the system, more healthy. His ankles going good, fine. You get that 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 line in there. You you don't have to drop the players back so far. At least I'm hoping that happens. I'm hoping we we, we see more of a Tennessee t- or not Tennessee Titans. The New York Jets version of Jabril Peppers because Jabril Peppers actually did not play so bad in the uh, uh, Jets game because he wasn't you know twenty thousand yards deep. He wasn't. Well, we actually we actually utilized him. We actually you know brought the blitz with him. Uh, Didn't play man coverage. We brought a uh, tight cover two zone with him, Um, and we we incorporated a lot of the cover two zone against um, uh, the Texans too. Except they just picked apart the zone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just hoping Peppers isn't sitting in the nosebleed section every play because that seems what it, 
scoot him up five yards, ten yards. I think this team will start moving and grinding and shifting, and you're going to see a little bit more defense. I say action. right. I say I say right now with Peppers. Here's how I would play him. I would tear off his wristband if he has one. I would delete his playbook from his memory if he, you know, if if you know. If there, you know, is you know so much of a playbook besides stay back twenty five yards and cover arm punts that he's not really covering, and I would just I, w- I would put him out there and just put him man the man on the quarterback and let him freelance that. If he sees, just let him play. Let him play. If he sees pass, let him drop in the coverage. If he sees he can rush, let him do whatever. Let him be a uh, Palomalo type player. Let him freelance and let him just do what he does, and let's see how that is for a game. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, because Pepper's best production in college came close to the line of scrimmage, close to when he was eyes on the quarterback, and you know, pretty much uh, covering the covering the quarterback, either rushing towards him, dropping back in the coverage, just reading the quarterback's eyes. So just let him freelance. Yes, yes, yes. I. Uh... I'd be happy with them doing anything with him other than what they're doing, minus moving him back further, because that's not working. Uh, sure, sure. And just like I said, just rip it up and just put him out there. Yes, let him do his thing, because when he does his thing, he seems to be okay. Yeah. All right, so let's get into um, let's get into your bold predictions of this game. What do you got? Bold prediction. I've been completely utterly wrong about every bold prediction I've done so far this season, so I need to mix it up a little bit. Can you give me a bold prediction for a second? I at least ponder this for a second. Okay, bold prediction. We will hold Derrick Henry for under 50 yards rushing. I can get behind that. I could easily get behind that. So let me bring up my stuff here. We're going to skip. Uh, I have my little sheet here from all our previous bold predictions. Real quick, I actually want to review what our bold prediction was. Josh McCown was going to have 400 yards. 400. Did, did Josh McCown have 400 yards? Who the hell predicted that? You. Oh, jeez. No, he look. didn't. He, he didn't. He only had like 300. Sorry. Don't don't worry. My bold prediction was even worse. I said Kaiser was going to have two touchdowns. If by two touchdowns you mean benched in the second half, then yes, yes, you got that right. That's what I meant. He's gonna he, he was going to have two have or two quarters sit. So, um, let me let me. I'm sorry. I'm I'm. I'm moving everything around here. I'm trying to make my sheet good. See, what was your bold prediction again? Under 50 yards for Henry. Rushing. Derrick Henry under 50 yards. And no, no, Josh McCown only had 194 yards. Not even close. so. So, my bold prediction... I'm going to say, I don't 
You, you can always say Kaiser gets benched at halftime. Kaiser's going to have a quarterback rating above 70. <laughs> above 70. <laughs> Trending up. Wait, 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 which is sad. It's not a good quarterback rating. But nowadays, that's pretty bold. He's only done that once, I think. So, Steelers game? Yes. He had like an 85 quarterback rating, and that's where I was all, Yay, Kaiser, he's the dude. He has the goods. We're good. Good, good, good. So, what is your prediction for the score? All right. Prediction for the score is going to be Tennessee 28, Browns 14. 14. Predicting, predicting a loss. This is your actual, since we've done the show, this would be your first predicted loss. Yes, yes. First predicted loss. Yes. My only one so far was the Bengals game. But I wasn't even close on the score itself. I'm going to say... I don't know what I want to say. This this is really disheartening to me. This whole thing has been disheartening to me. But I'm going to say we're going to come out on top. I'm going to say it's going to be 18 to 21. Browns. Yes, Zane Gonzalez is going to be the defining factor to this game. Ah, okay, I see ya. He's go- he's going to win that. No, 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 he's not. Because it's 21, it's going to be three touchdowns. Two running by Duke. No, one by Duke, one by Crowell, and a touchdown pass by Kaiser. If not, switch out the Crowell running one for Kaiser running, Kaiser passing, touchdown, and Mariota's not going to be able to move in the pocket because he's still dealing with hamstring issues, which usually means he's not going to have the hamstring issues by the time he gets to us. But I think he's going to be stiff in the pocket a little bit. And I think Garrett is going to feast more than he has feasted in so far. It's a big feast. Thanksgiving yeah. Day feast. Thanksgiving feast seems like a minor snack to him. <laughs> he's going to feast like a dinosaur. If you listen mm. to my listen to this, Miles Garrett, I love you. And, a little, and I respect your love for dinosaurs. He's going to feast like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Miles Garrett has listened to the show at least once. Has he? I will put that on record. Dude, Miles Garrett has listened to our show. Are you serious? I've showed you the snap that I sent you. That is right. Well, we need and to re- we won't we won't go any further into it, but Miles Garrett has listened to the show at least once. Well, we have peaked and we need to retire. This will be our final show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I predicted the Browns loss and Miles Garrett listens to the show. <laughs> so prove me wrong, Browns. Prove me wrong. Uh, no, but but seriously, there is a there's a lot of young talented players on this team that I'm excited for to see. Um we we're still dealing with a lot of issues with play calling. Like I said, I think we need a little bit more playing up the middle, some more screens, some more uh, cross routes, uh, a little bit more bubbles here, bubble there. 
Uh, plenty of other teams doing these plays that we are not doing. Um, uh, kind of dumb down the playbook a little bit, less uh, airing it out a little bit more, short passes uh, in the middle. I think this team is going to look better than what it does. Um, like I said, there's a lot of young talent on this team. Um, even granted, I... I, I don't think a lot of Pepper's issue is Peppers himself. I think it's the position they're playing him. Um, I am I am not ready to even think about calling anybody in this recent draft off the top of my head as a complete wasted pick. Uh, by no means. I'm not even ready to move on to anybody that we had picked last year that's still on the team that I, I'm recalling off the top of my head. Uh, maybe Luis. I don't know. I, I don't think so. But um, I think next year, if the quarterback position can get a little bit more steadier, I think get a couple of uh, weapon guys. Um, I think it's about time to look about getting ready to move on from uh, Crowell because he is not showing the the potential that I thought he was going to show. Get a get a good a good solid bell cow running back. Maybe another weapon at wide receiver, someone a little bit taller that's uh, more um, fit to play on the outside compared to uh, Coleman, which is who should be back here in the next few weeks uh, after the bye. So hopefully that that helps the team uh, get a, get get another wide receiver like that, and I think we can call this team respectable. This team is legit a quarterback. And a stud receiver away, and we have we have a quarterback that's very raw but yet very promising. Yes, yes, we do. Yes, and I'm glad you brought up the last part of when you said that we're a quarterback away, uh, because Kaiser could be the guy. I'm not saying he is going to be the guy. Um, I want what I would love for Hugh Jackson to go out to do is tomorrow morning saying. We tried Hogan. We proved Hogan is what we thought he was. As I've said this like three times on the show. Um, he is who we thought he was. He's a good guy to throw in there when your quarterback needs a break or whatever. For whatever reason or garbage time or whatever. But other than that, he is not a starter. So we are going to... I am going to make full promise... At this point on, till the end of the season, Kaiser will start the game, rest of the games. And if he Bar- doesn't? Barring injury. Because we know injuries happen. You can't say, I'm going to play this guy, then he gets injured, and you're going to fire him because he got injured. No. I am wondering... What if, so, what if, so what if tomorrow you wake up and go to work, and halfway during the work, Hugh announces that Kevin Hogan is going to be the starter... For the Tennessee game, um, I think that we're going to go on the uh, fire everybody and blow it all up train. But I just I don't I don't see that happening. There's you're, there's you're, no you're, there's no way there's no scenario in my head that I could see huge action actually saying that. If if that happens, if if that happens, it's it's full on tank mode. We're taking that's what a tank looks like. No no no. If you see that. You will find me at the Buffalo Ramblings chat or um, website. Cash me outside. How about that? Now, I I will be, 
I will literally go root for Buffalo because, well, they at least, you know, have won games this year. I'm not going to Buffalo. I think if I go anywhere, I'll go to Philly. I, I, actually, it's kind of funny. Before, before I even know this whole go root for Buffalo thing happened was, like, I've always had a soft spot for the Buffalo Bills because – I don't hate them. It's like well, one. You know, few- you know, Buffalo was the only team to propose against the move to Baltimore, and then when we moved, Buffalo actually had Cleveland Browns Day one game a year during you know during the time we didn't have a team had Cleveland Browns Day in Buffalo, where they allowed all Browns fans to come and watch the game. Really? Yeah. So they they were one of two because the other one was. Um- Pittsburgh, and that's the that 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 is the only thing that that team has ever done. Weren't okay, has been against the move for the Browns to move. But yeah, yeah Buffalo did. You, now, yeah, I, I I would root for Buffalo because you know I don't care. I I hate the Dolphins. So I hate the Jets, and I hate the England New England Patriots. So I don't think I could actually go root for anybody. No, I no, don't, I don't. I don't think I could do it. I would still wear my Browns gear, and I would still watch the games. And I would still be as salty as ever, and I would still post on the chow, and I'd still tweet brown stuff, and we'd still be doing the show. I don't, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could go root for anybody. Cleveland's my team. Let's go root for Cleveland, baby. Exactly. I, I can't do it. It's actually, it. it's funny that you brought those up because in a moment, moment of weakness here. As as you all know, that has been listening to the show since I decided to attempt to do a show, and BTB knows that I originally started as a Packers fan growing up as a kid, and I honestly contemplated there for a second. It's like you know what? Let's just go back to you know if I just disappeared from Cleveland Browns area and go back to the Packers, what harm would that do? And then I started thinking about it for a, for a second. I can't do it. I really couldn't do it. As much as I tried to like pay solely attention to another team, in my back of my mind, I'm like, how are the Browns doing? What are the Browns doing? What are the Browns? Browns, 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 Browns. And I would pretty much, I don't think I could give it up. This is a, one addiction that I, I, I don't think I will be able to give up ever. And The Browns are my crack. <sighs> yes. Yes. That That is... Pretty much straight up right, right there. Is it's an addiction. Um, <laughs> has about the same effect as most drugs. <laughs> it ruins your life <laughs> at least for 16 weeks of the year. Uh, at least makes you sad on Sundays. But I, I don't think I could ever give up this team. As much as I would love to just, you know, hey, the Packers have won. Because, I, I mean, really? If I wanted to, I would have done it two years ago. Now, great, you know, Aaron Rodgers is out for the season, so jumping on the Packers bandwagon this year would be almost as... Well, actually, probably still be better than the Browns, because at least they won games. Um, but I couldn't do it. I, I, I'm If I can make it through a 1-15 season and a 3-13 season and all the 4-12 four, four seasons and 5 and... What? 11 seasons that we've been through where the entire time I've been watching the Browns, they've had one winning season. I ain't giving up on this team now. We might be another 20 years before we have a winning season again, but hey, I'm the in for the pain. The only good thing about the Browns sucking is their merchandise is cheap. 
That is true. That is true. All right, so let's go ahead and wrap up this um, week six. Yes. Week seven. Coming into week seven. Yes. Coming into week seven. And let's do a new thing that we're going to try to do is the weekly pickums here. And this is for my bar pool. And I do moderately decent, but I haven't won yet. So I want to incorporate you in this. And like I said, I'll put up the front money. I'll buy us into the pool. And if we win, we'll split the money 50-50. I think that's fair. Okay. That's fair. So the only thing that uh, the pool doesn't do is it doesn't do the Thursday night games or London games if there is a London game. So the Raiders-Chiefs game doesn't count? That's correct. Good, because that one that was a hard game to choose. Okay. Right now. So the first game we have is the Panthers at the Bears. Panthers at the Bears. Panthers at the Bears. I'm going to say Panthers. Okay. I will say Panthers, too. And we will go Panthers. Okay, our next game is going to be Cardinals at Rams. Ooh, that's a hard one. That's a that that's an NFC West division game. Uh, Cardinals just got Adrian Peterson. They looked pretty spot on. Ooh, at Rams. Correct. Uh, but the Rams don't really have home field advantage. But I really want to say Rams, but I'm gonna to have to say Cardinals. Okay, I am going to say Rams, and as we are now going to do whenever we disagree on the game, we're going to do a coin flip. So you you will always be tails, and I will always be heads on the coin flip, okay? Okay. And it is tails. Okay, that just right there just proved that you're not just saying I'm flipping a coin and then just choosing the team that you picked. <laughs> I flipped the coin. I know. I know. I heard the coin flip and everything, but but but, right. but in my my perspective right now, you could say I'm flipping a coin and go, oh, I win every time. All right. So we got the Rams on this one. Wait, you said tails, right? I was tails. Your so, tails. So you got Cardinals. Yeah, we're doing the Cardinals. Okay. All right. So next up, we have the Bengals at Steelers. Oh, uh, I'm going to say Steelers. I'm Steelers, too. Okay, then we have the Saints at the Packers with no Aaron Rodgers. That's Saints. I'm sorry, but Saints. I'm Saints, too. Saints, too. So then we have the Jets at the Dolphins. (laughs) Game of the week, folks. Uh, Josh McCown's got to get another win. Uh, Jets. All right, I am going Dolphins. On this one, so we will coin flip, and you are tails, right? Yes. And we got heads. Oh, guy of dolphins. So we're dolphins. All right. So, so then we have the so Jake Kettler versus Josh McCown. That's oh, game of the game of the week. So now we have the Bucks at the Bills. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. S- Say, hold on, let, 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 let me pull this up. Oh, uh, hold on here. I will say, I'm going to say the Bucks. All right, I am saying Bills for the home field advantage. So another coin flip. And it is Tails. Nor, as I said, the Bucks is because they have the fourth-ranked offense and second-ranked passing, and the defense on the Bills are about average-ish. 
That's the only reason I picked that. All right. Well, the coin flip went tails. So if we if you lose this one, you can blame the coin. It's fine. We'll go Bucks. Next up, we have the Jaguars at the Colts. Uh, Jaguars. I agree. Jaguars too. Then we have the Ravens at the Vikings, which should be a very good game. Yes, yes, that that's. Mm. Who's starting for the Vikings this week? Quarterback. Yes. Not Bridgewater. I know it's not Bridgewater, but is it Kasem or Bradford? Who cares? Who cares? We we. I'm gonna go Ravens. I am gonna go Ravens too. I think it's gonna be a Joe Flacco elite game on that end. So we'll go Ravens. I, I don't think Joe Flacco is going to be elite, but I'm, I think the Ravens are going to win on defense. All right. So next we have the Cowboys at 49ers. Cowboys. I am Cowboys too. Because Elliot's, uh his suspension got enforced. Then he did a something, something, something in New York, and it got unsuspended. Well, 49ers are full tank mode just like we are. Yes, but they're doing... they're, they're battling uh, again. They are battling for the top pick as we are being very quarterback needy. They're doing a better job playing it off, though. <laughs> At least they, they are doing a very good job playing off. Oh, wait, real quick. Uh, no, I, I nope, no, 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 no. We're not going to get into the benching of Brian Hoyer. No, 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 no. no. Have not, no, no. This has nothing to do Brian Hoyer. I'm going to go real back to the Jets game. I do have another positive. For the first time in the season, we actually were winning a game at one point in time. So, there's a positive. Moving on. We were doing what? We did win it. We were winning at one point at one game during the Jets. First time, first game, the only game we have actually held a lead at any game. So, there was a positive there. So, we're, we'll say that there's a positive right there. So, moving on. What game we have next? One more positive for the Jets game. Yes. Okay, so next we have the Broncos at the Chargers. Ooh, I think Phillip Rivers is going to win this one. The Giants just beat the Broncos. No, 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 Broncos at Chargers. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, last week the Oh, Bron- the Giants just beat them. The Giants beat them without Odell Beckham, and I think they're number two wide receivers, so I want to say Chargers. Phillip Rivers is going to get that second win, or third I'll win. I'll go Chargers, too. Third win. Fine, I'll go Chargers, too. So then we have the Seahawks at the Giants. Seahawks. I am going to go Giants. Home field, Giants. And coin flip, tails. Seahawks it is. Okay, so then we have the Falcons at Patriots. Can we skip that one real quick and go to the next one? Because just specifically because the team's playing. Don't we have... What what do we have left? Is the, the Redskins an Eagles game after that? And then the coin flip for the Browns and Titans. Yes, let, let's just do the let, let, let's let's. All right, Redskins, Eagles. Uh, Monday night game. Uh, Carson Wentz, Eagles. Yep, me too. Mm. All right, so back to Falcons, Patriots. So Super Bowl Fifty One, um, rematch. That's the reason why I wanted to skip that one real quick. It's just it's it's a big game, quote unquote. Um, I'm actually gonna say the Falcons are gonna win this because I think somehow Matt Stafford or not Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, 
Uh, he's going to come out there and he's going to win it because the excuse me the the um, Patriots defense has very been very putrid this whole season. Fine, and I will keep in mind that not only did the Falcons blow a large lead in the Super Bowl, they also blew a large lead against Jay Cutler. They blew a seventeen to nothing lead at home and allowed Miami to win twenty to seventeen. So I'm gonna say the Falcons and we're coin flipping. And we got a Tails for the Patriots. Tails and right. Falcons. I'm Tails. Alright. Tails and Falcons, your Tails. Damn it. <laughs> All right, so now we're going back to the Titans-Browns. Yes. I had Titans, you had Browns, and coin flip. Oh, and the coin landed on the ground. So we're having a tie. Heads, heads, heads. I win. So Titans win? Titans win. You win, the Browns lose. That's yeah, but a- if, you, if, you look at the, if you look at the pickles, we only picked one, two, Three, four, four home teams here. We picked the Dolphins, the Steelers, the Chargers, and the Eagles, all at home winning. We picked the Rams, the Bears, the Packers, the Bills, the Colts, the Vikings, the Browns, the 49ers, and the Giants, all losing at home. Well, coming from a Browns fan who's only seen one home game win in the last such and such games, I don't believe in home field advantage anymore. I think it's a myth. <laughs> I mean, look, look, look at the, um, uh, what was it, the Rams versus Eagles game, or was it Rams versus Chargers, or not, Eagles versus Chargers game, where there's more Eagles fans than there were Chargers, ga- or Chargers fans there. That's yeah. sad. Like, sad. Very sad. So. All right, so there's your weak pickums. We did it. All right, when we win a bunch of money, let me know. Or don't tell me and you'll just pocket the whole money because I have no, you know, vested in... The plan anyway, Darth. (laughs) I have nothing invested in this other than, you know, five minutes of my time picking a team. So... All right, so that sounds good. So let's go ahead and wrap up the show. All right. uh, You got any last comments about what's about to happen this week? Yes. Yes, I do. That's my final thought. Okay. Um, my final thought is: please win, just, just, just win. I don't care. One game. I think. I think in the in the near future, if we have a game that we will probably win before the bye, it might be the London game. The 9 o'clock in the morning when nobody else is watching besides Browns fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably our next shot at winning a game. Yeah, you're probably right. So, well, you ready to wrap this up? Yep, let's wrap it up. Thanks for joining us tonight, guys. It's been a pleasure. But but here's the thing is, you do realize it's Tuesday, though. You know what that means? it's Tuesday. Yeah, the Steelers suck. Yes, Steelers suck. Have a good night, and we will see you in Buffalo. (laughs) See you next week. Go Browns. All of my life waiting for you. 
Just to be by your side And to see it through And you'd call my name But what would you say If you knew my flame Then who are you? Oh, and you call Down an anchor stay And if they told you what Then why are you standing there All of my life Hi, I'm Kara Swisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Carreyou, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there.